All right, Kobe, so uh, so today we're going to be talking about foreign aid, right? Um, essentially, what is it? What is it good for? What is it bad for, essentially, right? Yeah, and I, I mostly looked at the U.S. foreign aid. I didn't look at other countries. I don't know if you're oh, agree. Oh, wow. Um, I'm glad we had the exact same stance on that because okay. I was not about to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I looked at only uh, how the U.S. treats foreign aid to other countries. So yeah, we're going to talk about is it right way to do it? Is there a better way to do it? Is Should we be doing it at all? Yep. I think that's kind of the questions we're going to be ask, answering today a little bit. And I'm all over the place on this one. There's a lot of different ways we aid other countries that I didn't even know about. So we'll go through some of those, I think. Um, but maybe first off, we'll start off with uh, just real quick what beer, and we'll give a, a rating in a little bit here. Yeah, so let's say we got a Firestone Walkers 805. Um, I think this is one of your... It is one of my favorites. This is one of your top favorites, is, which we've never had on here yet. And honestly, I don't drink this beer often. I know you like it. So I'm, I'm a little worried about your rating. <laughs> it's going to be pretty distorted. Okay. So... In general, let's talk about some big numbers uh, to start out, and we'll maybe dive into the depth of it. But from when I looked, on average, we spend what is it? What, about forty-five billion. Yeah, forty-five to fifty billion a Ish, year yep. um, in foreign aid. Uh, in the last five years, that equals about three hundred billion dollars. That's a lot of money going out uh, our doors. Now, a lot of people may think, "Well, where's that money coming from?" and in general, it's coming from taxes. You. Yes. Yeah. It's coming yep. from you. Yep. Anybody that's listening, it's coming from your back pocket at the end of every year. When you pay your taxes, Taxman takes out a percentage of that and sends it to Afghanistan, to Peru, Israel, Israel, sends it out to other countries for different things though. Like there's a lot of different things. I don't know if you want to break down a couple of them that you found that the money actually goes towards. <clears throat> yeah. So I've often associated foreign aid with something I'm, I'm very against, um, at times, right? Yeah. But the more I really kind of dug into this a little bit, it kind of opened up my eyes on, on some of the positive impacts. So, for example, um, whenever Haiti experienced that, that devastating earthquake yep. or tsunami, yes, um, you know, we sent a lot of money down there, mm -hmm. which I really respected. Um, also, another arm of foreign aid is actually military, yep. which I thought was really – I never – I've always equated foreign aid to, you know, like our, food. our government giving them, yeah. you know – Really, money, but you know, obviously, they'd be used in, in terms of food. But I really didn't think of the the service from a military standpoint. That was really interesting yeah. to to hear the different arms of what all foreign aid is. Yeah, it seemed like I, I don't remember the exact number. I didn't write it down, but um, about thirty five percent of the dollars of that fifty billion a year actually goes towards like military support. So it mm -hmm. seems like maybe like training to some extent, um, probably boots on the ground, like hey, creating like a security force of some sorts. And then the other 43, and then there's some, you know, miscellaneous stuff, but about 43% economic development. That's what I, I yeah. was reading. And that economic development is probably where I want to get into mostly. I think that uh, military support is probably like, yeah, we get it. Maybe there's like a civil war going on. Let's make sure it doesn't get to like genocidal levels. Yeah. Let's support them to some extent. Not, we don't need to create a war because of it. So but. I too want to get into the economics of it that, that I figured that piqued your interest the most. Yeah. Um, but also, I want to take a step back and, and let's actually dissect what are some of the maybe the problems of foreign aid. Why is this a controversial subject? I guess. Mm. I, I mean, yeah. I think you and I we touched bases ten seconds before we really started recording, and depending on which article you read, I think both of us were on the same page as far as oh yeah, I would I'd be for it, I'd be against it. Um, yeah, because it's really interesting the economics, and before we get into the economics of it, that's kind of my biggest rub right now and I want to spend the most time talking about is is what is the actual impact I mean we have excess of over 300 billion dollars in recent years 
what is there to really show for it? Yeah, what's the actual impact to each, I guess, country, each culture, each yeah. person? What I was finding is that a lot of the money goes towards nations that are, I'm going to say third world, maybe. Yeah. They're smaller. I think maybe there's Israel's like an outlier. but I'll say Israel's probably the most developed, and ironically, we give them the most. Yeah, I think it's Afghanistan, Israel, and then it goes down the list of yeah. smaller countries, most of them being in sub-Saharan Africa, uh, some Asian Middle countries. East, yeah. Middle East. And so... I would. I think those are third world or a majority, maybe close, of more, yeah. right? Um, or at least close or developing to some extent. Um, so when you give them, let's say a country gets a billion dollars out of that fifty. Uh, I don't know exactly each country's worth, but let's say one of those smaller sub-Saharan Af- uh, African countries gets a billion dollars. What I found, and I read, and I kept on reading it over and over again, and it doesn't seem like it happens every time, but a lot of times those countries, the government receives the funds, and then they have the ability to do what they want with it. Yep. There's like a, a like a line item that says, you know, out of this billion, 100 million goes towards food. 100 million goes towards medical use. But it seems that it depends on who the running runner of that government is. Agree more if it's a dictator yep. or a monarch of some sort, which unfortunately a lot of times these smaller countries have a very powerful person in charge, he kind of pockets about half of it doesn't really trickle all the way down to where it's intended yeah. so that's why that's why that's i was very con- I, yeah i was very conflicted because the idea it's of good. foreign aid is fantastic yeah but the practice is, is sometimes not there it, it's very similar to, to bill gates um ah, man, i'm gonna mess up this story but um not too long ago bill gates he was trying to really involved in, in fighting against malaria so he provided oh, yeah. malaria nets well they then used them to catch fish and oh. Weaken the entire village because they they use those malaria nets that obviously had chemicals embedded in them and like oh my gosh please stop helping so it's really interesting whenever you don't have a clear codified goal it, and it, I think we do have the best of intentions sometimes yeah. I, I want to in an idealistic world I, I want to think that we do have the best of intentions with sending billions of dollars but I don't know if there's a real not necessarily need because I, I think there's a clear need especially in those third world countries but I, I just don't think. Look, if I have a broken arm and you send me, or let's say I'm really hungry, and all of a sudden you send my government a million dollars, does does that really put food in my belly? Well, you would hope so, and I think this is you would hope so, but yeah. that there's not. I can't eat the cash, you know. No. So it's not really solving the problem. You just can't throw money at, at a problem and, and make it go away. I think the hope is is that the money is going to get used to actually create food or create farming subsidies or something, right? But there's unintended consequences. I think that's the verbiage that we... The second order effects that we're not really thinking through. To your Bill Gates and the net thing. There's unintended consequences to the nets that people don't actually use the nets or the money exactly how you would think they would. Exactly. And so to your point is is we send a billion dollars to this government and they're like, okay, well, yeah, we do need food, but we also want to make sure our army looks really good because we need some new tanks. Yep. And if I want to keep my power as a you know, dictator, I need to show a force. I need to be able to show force. And yeah, the food's great and all, but in my mind, if I was a dictator, and I'm going to say him or her, I guess, yep. it could be either one, um, and I'm in Africa, well, I want to keep my power. That's the only way to keep long-term stabilization to the food situation. So it actually is being used for food in a roundabout way, yeah. which I don't think is what we are intending it to be used for. Exactly. And that's really where my main rub is, yeah. is I think we do have the best of intentions, but the current program, and honestly, I would almost say that the point in this podcast is really just try to shed light and say, hey, you know, this is what we do. Because I'm not saying, I don't think your position is, 
I, I do feel like we are in a position to where we have some sort of responsibility because the, the overarching theme of foreign aid is obviously in order to make the world better, right? Yeah. So obviously, you know, we're a very highly successful developed country. So therefore, we have afforded the opportunity at times to help, you know, Haiti, to help Israel, to help Afghanistan, et cetera. Um, but I think we just need to do a better job of defining help because I don't think just throwing money at these at these are really problems because I'm, I'm not really seeing the accountability standpoint. And that's where I almost want to circle back to what is the real measurement of this? Because I think that, oh, if I give them a million dollars, they'll be able to plant cornfields. Cornfields can obviously produce, you know, food for humans and also animal feed, et cetera. Yeah. So I'm just thinking it's going to have this monumental impact, but they decide to go give their paints, uh, I'm sorry, their jets, a new paint job and, you know, their, their new uniforms and new weapon system, et cetera, for their army. Um, and yeah. I know this is a hypothetical example, but that's, that's what happens because they're not really, using it all for we, those things. We but don't yeah. have the accountability of saying, Hey, this line item is for this. Yeah. And I actually think it would be better off from a taxpayer standpoint to really have a better, more thorough understanding of where our money's going. If on all foreign aid, we had to say, Hey, we gave Afghanistan for this. And, and you know, almost like you got sticker. to see a line item. Yeah. Receipt. So, almost. Maybe, maybe because we already know taxpayers don't want to do their taxes. They already probably are either paying too little or too too much in taxes every year. So adding in additional receipts of some sort, do you really expect people to read them? I would say that's a that's a high expectation. I don't know if I would want to read them. I don't know if you would want to read them. No, I, I agree with you. So but I also think somebody's doing that already. I, I do think the level of detail that would be having to kind of disclose would almost put a little bit more ownership. Yeah. Pressure. pressure. Yeah. Um, Because that information is out there and all it takes is one person to, you know, give you a little synopsis and all of a sudden it's, it's mainstream media. It's like when you're doing your taxes and if you want to kind of show that you gave to charity, you need to show probably some receipts of some Mm -hmm. sort. Now, how often are they actually going to audit that? Probably 0% of the time almost. But then by asking for that receipt for those donations, puts the onus on me not to lie almost. Mm-hmm. That's what you're kind of getting to. Exactly. Some a little bit more Make honest people honest. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I like all that. Let's talk a little bit about how foreign aid started because we kind of skipped over that okay. a little bit. So it seems like, based on what I was reading, at least the kind of the history of U.S. foreign aid, it actually is kind of a recent thing in our history. Um, and it makes sense because, of course, we've only become a superpower in the last century, really. Right. Um, Britain owned it the you know previous century, and World War II kind of put us on the world stage. At that point, Europe was destroyed, um, and the Marshall Plan was put in place by our team, you know, our government and Europe's government to essentially aid Europe's recovery. At that point on, we've been donating or, or giving away money to not only European countries, but any countries that have been kind of affected by communism or, or the Soviets. And so through the Cold War, we, of course, ramped up our giving and saying, hey, we want to help you, uh, you know, get out of communism. We want to help you, you know, have a better, uh, you know, future outlook, whatever it may be. The Cold War ended, of course, with the fall of the Soviet uh, Union in the uh, late 90s, sorry, late 80s, early 90s. And that's actually when, I don't know if you saw this, we actually dropped our uh, foreign aid drastically. Um, no, with, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't come across that. Yeah, so it actually is not like it's something that goes up every single year. We dropped in the 90s our foreign aid. And can you guess what event led it to rise substantially in the early 2000s? Uh, I'm going to say war. Kind of. Oh, wow. What started those wars? Act of terrorism. One specific event, yeah. September 11th, which we just passed. Yeah. So September 11th essentially said, oh my gosh, 
we need to go ahead and, and ramp up our foreign aid to make sure that these kind of counterterrorism events don't occur anymore, or sorry, terrorism events don't occur anymore via counterterrorism. So we ramped that all up, and every single year since then, we've had natural disasters, counterterrorism is increasing. So we've been now getting up to the $50 billion a year number. And it doesn't seem like it's going to go down. It seems like that's kind of like the number. It's not like it's going up or down right now. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm with you. I don't know if I'm completely against the foreign aid, but then how how do you actually make it so that it gets to the right people? That's what we're going to probably be talking about after our, our first beer ends here. Yeah, right? yeah. I think that one's going to be really difficult to to unwind because it seems like both of us are fairly aligned on yeah the problem, but. I don't. I actually don't know if if fifty billion dollars is. I think it's too, almost too much. I I guess. I think it's a lot. That, it that's lost. a lot it of gets money lost. Yes, it gets. That's a lot of freaking money. There's man. a lot of twenty eight dollar wrenches in there. You exactly. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead yeah. of a five dollar wrench or whatever it actually cost, there's some expensive bolts. But what's so what's so interesting about this ex- expectation of foreign aid because i mean you, you just said it yourself there's you know 50 50 billion dollars it's not really going up not really going down right if i'm one of these poor countries and i know i have the safety net via foreign aid every year i'm yeah. gonna get a check for six billion dollars or whatever it is am i innovating am i incentivized to innovate yeah am i am i creating farmers am yeah. i creating a, a culture of growth right you're right you, because you don't have to you're, this is this is very similar to our past podcast whenever you're saying you just don't have to so why would you i'm handing this them is almost fish. The, the ubi yeah i'm no. handing them fish so guess what why would i ever learn how to fish them? i don't need to learn how to make a rod no i don't need to learn where the water or the fish are could care less oh yeah so that's that's what i'm that really could be happening so, honestly hmm. that's this is where i'm almost kind of in a hybrid i i love the fact that we will support via natural disaster. Yeah, I, those are un. That's fantastic. We, yeah, circumstances. Because because we have to think on a global view here, yeah. and let, let's face it, on the global view, sometimes the U.S. has a black eye, right? So yeah. we need we need this foreign aid, like, hey, we are good guys. I swear, like you know, yeah. for whatever reason. But we also have the resources to do it when we need to. Exactly, exactly. But this whole you know, keep the open faucet on these underdeveloped countries. Yeah, are you really helping them? That's an interesting one. I, I like I like that because we can help. It's kind of like uh, I think in Spider Man, you know, if you have the power to you know to help other people, then use your power when you when yeah. you need to. Yeah. So let's say let's say there's uh, yeah. there's three guys, me, you, and a buddy, and this one buddy's broke. Yep. You know, he makes poor life decisions. He spends all his money at every single chance he gets, but he knows you and I make good money, and we always got his back. So if he ever can't pick up a tab, if he's ever going hungry, if he ever needs uh yeah. you know gym membership, whatever. He knows that Jared and Cody are going to float him. Is he ever incentivized to practice better money-making habits? Yeah, so if you were going to float him, say, for one specific event, that makes sense. Yeah. Hey, down on your luck, just lost your job. Yeah, you need a place to stay for a month. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, hey, um, thinking of that movie, You, Me, and Dupree, where Owen Wilson moves in and he stays permanently. Yeah. That actually happens. You move back into your parents' basement or whatever it is. That happens because you have kind of a nice... Safety Easy net. route. Safety yeah. net. Okay. I'm almost done with my first beer. Yeah, I want to so bring I'm... one other um, question up because I don't know if you kind of came across this, but this is kind of weird. So foreign aid, we spend $50 billion a year on. I didn't know this, but of course, 
the federal government passes on the funds to every state to be used for infrastructure projects. I know exactly where you're going. Yes. Yes. That was a wild stat. Share it. 48. Yeah. New York and California. Yep. Those are the only two states that receive more in federal dollars than other countries. So it's really interesting. I mean, luckily you just, you get where I'm going. That's why my point was, is $50 billion too much? Because now we're taking better care of the hundreds of other countries outside of our own. So let's say, let's just talk about maybe a state that probably has a poverty issue, right? Like Mississippi or like Louisiana, or maybe, you know, let's even say Wisconsin. Let's throw kind of random states in there, right? They all Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. No. Baltimore, Maryland, Maryland is definitely one a city, yeah. but these states, let's talk about states because that's okay. where they kind of talk about it. So those three states, they probably have some folks that are underneath the poverty line, probably some kids that are definitely not getting proper education, whatever it may be. And they don't even get the same amount of funds to fix those issues from our federal government as, say, another country does. Now, I don't know if it's right or wrong 100%, but I think I would lean on the side of saying, hey, let's fix the problems in my own house yep. before I try to help my neighbor out. Yeah. I mean, this, this is very similar to, you know, we've all flown on a plane before and whenever you're traveling with children, got to put the mask on, you got to put your mask on first. Good. That's a good analogy. So you have to help yourself yeah. because if you screw up and then everyone else is dependent on you and your back breaks, bingo. Now, not only do yours or your house everybody, fail, but everyone fails. Everybody burns. So that, that was the analogy I was looking at. The reason why I brought up Baltimore Obviously, I know we're talking about states of Maryland, but Baltimore specifically is because that that news story that broke recently, how there was a, a kid that was just kind of passed through, and he was able to graduate or was about to graduate, something like that. Oh yeah, you only passed three classes. Point one three GPA, and the the article that I was reading is like, yeah, I bet Baltimore, Maryland would like some of these billions of dollars that are being shipped out to other countries for better schools, better infrastructure from a uh, scholastic standpoint. And I was like, damn. And then it, I immediately went to the airplane analogy. Yeah. You have to put your own mask on first, then you help your neighbor. So um, I like that. Let's talk about me some ways to fix this in this next beer. But I have one last because because you're a Baltimore. Let's hear it. Do you do you think that kid was starving? Do I think that kid was starving? I don't think he was starving. So let's just say he was not. Let's, okay, for this for argument's sake, yeah. Let's say that kid had a .13 GPA, only passed three classes in high school, but he had a meal, two, three hot meals a day. What about the kid that maybe is in Africa or, or um, Afghanistan or Middle East that we send money to? The, yeah, they don't have education maybe like we, we think of it in mm. some cases. Or maybe just somebody in a poverty area doesn't have education as we do. They don't have the high school like Baltimore, Maryland does. But they're starving. Do you think that our funds are better used to help that child that's starving or to better help one of our own U.S. citizens with education? Kind of an interesting kind of question. So we almost need to talk about like, you know, the basic needs. Yeah. Almost. Because education is not a basic need. No, it's not. Water, food, shelter. I know. Manslow did this for us. I've heard of his hierarchy of needs. Yeah. I think we would all agree that to survive, and there's plenty of countries out there that don't have what we would think is a need, but is not. And I definitely don't want to get into that because that would So niceties versus necessities? Yes. Yes. Education is a nicety. For a functioning society, you you would call it a, a nicety. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure we didn't have like higher education that was used by 99 percent of the population up until probably the last hundred years. So we had functioning societies prior 100 years ago, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? 
I think yeah. have we done we have done college for kids. Yeah, kids. Yeah, we have. Yeah, college yeah. for kids. We should talk about maybe college uh, for the general maybe, population. Maybe just education. Yeah, in general, we should do one on that. Yeah. We'll do that. Okay, so we're getting a little off track there, but um, did you, you really didn't answer my question though? What do you think? So, I'm I'm trying to think of it, man. And I know my gut tells me. Yeah, this this uh, I'm probably gonna have uh, some people roll their eyes on here, but I would almost go look. If I had a magic wand, I wish both. no one. I wish no one was hungry. Yeah. I, I hate the fact that people have to question their own, uh, you know, where their next food is. Yeah, I, I hate that. I do. Yeah, but it's the only. I, it's your mask. It, it's I, the mask. I think we have to take care of the the kid in Baltimore first, I, over I, over a kid in Africa. I think I agree. just from an American standpoint, a, a nationalist, I guess, if you will. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, and maybe that's where we get into the problems with the foreign aid. So actually, that's interesting. I'm, I'm actually surprised you agreed with me because I felt like your your dig at the necessities versus niceties, mm-hmm. you know, talking about the hierarchy of needs where education to where I'm citing that, hey, we need to fix, you know, mm-hmm. Baltimore public schools. Yeah. That's what I'm leaning towards. So I'm actually really surprised because I thought your dig was said, you know, to take care of the necessities. I first. posed that question that way to make it harder for you to answer. Yeah. But I think... You have to, in your mass situation, actually made it even more easier for me. Is is that I would like to help every single person yeah. on earth, absolutely. But just as a person of the Chandler, Arizona community, I probably can't help out more than two or three of my neighbors, right? But if I do well, you know, financially, if I do well with my family, if I take care of my wife and kids, whatever it may be, I can probably help out 10, 15, 20 of them in the long run. So I need to make sure I always understand that I have to help out my close-knit group. And I think America does a pretty good job of it, but we clearly have our own problems. Mm-hmm. So that's where I get into the, the, my, my thinking, no, I'd rather help out that kid in Baltimore. Because guess what? If I get him good education, if I get him through school and he's financially successful, he might he can volunteer. Help. He, can help. he can help people. Bingo. He might volunteer in some type of Red Cross program to head out to... Afghanistan to help out with a Red Cross food distribution program. You know, you see kind of how it rolls. Speaking of Afghanistan, it's it's really interesting, and that's where I was very conflicted with if foreign aid makes sense um, for for different uses. And I yeah. want to use Afghanistan because obviously it's been in the news, very relevant, very relevant, been in the news uh, as a lot. And it is the second country is Israel or Afghanistan first? I think Afghanistan was number one. Where they, I think I know it's six billion, but I don't remember. Yeah. I think Israel's three billion. Okay, and Afghanistan is six billion. Okay. So we give $6 billion to yeah. a country and the day we leave, it's take, not even before we officially leave, it's, it's being taken over. So what did that $6 billion actually do? Didn't buy you much. And that's why it's very hard for me to... Yeah. Good, that's a good... I, I, that's why I was very conflicted, man. I, yeah. No, I obviously, you. I'll wait till our, our final beer, but I'm obviously you know tipping my hand a little bit as far as where I ultimately had to, had to draw the line. Because I, I think there are strategic reasons why we give certain countries certain monies for mm-hmm. certain funds, yeah. right? All about that. But as far as just this open water spigot to where it's just an expected revenue stream for these countries, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, especially for the countries that have a dictator in place or like a very strong, you know, let's say one party system or one whatever it may be, where it's like, hey, right. this guy's going to be. It's not. A, it's not. A, it's not a democracy. Yeah, it's not a democracy, and this guy is definitely, you know taking half the funds or a quarter of the funds and putting in their back pocket to enrich himself, which unfortunately is the biggest problem yeah. with this whole system. Now let's talk about maybe a, 
some possible kind of solutions okay. and we'll go through maybe mine and yours. I'll go first this time. Yeah, let's do it. So I was wondering and, and poke holes in this because I, I, I don't know how well it would stand on its own foot. But right now, they're all government programs and they're managed by government agencies. Right? And I think me and you agree and probably most listeners would probably agree government is not extremely efficient with running anything. Right, it's it's a more it, it always takes more money, takes more people, and Time. usually what happens is the money or the intent doesn't actually get realized by the end user that mm-hmm. we want, and we just went over that, of course. I was wondering is there if there was any way that we could set up like um, a a company that is incentivized to get federal grants or federal funds to help out these people on the on the ground. So imagine setting up like a company that specifically is for creating the future farmers of Africa, right? We have the future farmers of America. Yep. So guess what? Future farmers of the Congo, future farmers of Kenya, whatever it. it is. And they literally get federal grants. And then they also make funds off of the certifications or whatever it is in Africa to certify farmers to go out and get plots of land that are, you know, given to them. And then they farm and then they create now this, you know, system of economical impact, I feel like I would, if I was that company, I would have a lot more responsibility on the end result. What do you think? So I think that briefs well, and initially I was all on board, but you know, whenever you're saying they're going to be getting grants and and they're going to be getting this federal money, they have to get money from somewhere. I I understand. Yeah. But the problem then, I know all we did was shift the problem from Africa to now here because they have a guaranteed revenue stream. What really pushes them to continue to innovate? So this, just like any, any marketplace, you have future farmers of Africa, mm-hmm. and you also have future farmers of global farmers. You also have future farmers of Kenya, and now you have what? People competing for those federal grants. Got it. So you're not just saying create one private company. You are saying no, no. Figure out a way to privatize it. Anybody, to where me and you could both go set up our own companies in Kenya, and we say, hey guys, we want to help get farmers going here, and we ask the federal government, say, hey guys, um, I want a grant for ten million dollars. I need $10 million to get these things off the ground. You say, I need $10 million as well. I'm going to say, I promise, I'm going to have 500 farmers by the end of this year certified and doing this. You say 420. Mm. Federal government says, well, guess what? Cody's got a better pitch, better plan, and he's going to, and he supposedly is going to deliver. Next year, I don't deliver. You now get the plan. So now there's competitive marketplace set up there for actually creating an impact where right now there is no incentive to actually be successful because the government agency is going to get the money no matter what. I think that's the only way to get a little bit of incentive there. Yeah, I, I do like that. My main concern is, you know, as we've already highlighted, you know, a lot of these countries do have a monarch, a dictator, you know, one. That's where my thing falls apart. That, exactly. Yeah. So I think that I think that briefs well, but in practice, because what stops, you know, let's say I'm, I'm the dictator, right? Seizing my assets. Exactly. I walk into your shop the next day and I wire myself because uh, I need nine million of that ten million. Because Cody, you really only need a million. Yeah, no, I was trying so, to figure out how to get rid of that. I don't know how you do. So I like your idea in theory. Do you think it's better than? But what that already is happening? Is, do you think it would be better than what's already happening? Because he's already taking the money from the federal government. Mm-hmm. He's already sneaking away. You know, let's right. say nine of the ten, which I don't know if it's that much, but let's just say he is. Do you? We both already know this. There's not getting an impact that way. Do you think it would be better though? Do you think there would be more of an impact on the actual community? So itself? I guess here's an interesting one. And I actually don't, let, let me figure out a way how to pose this question properly. So 
let's say um, Jared and Cody's Future Farmers of Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in there. We won this grant. Yeah. And we're African citizens. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I don't know who's who's in charge of what what country in Africa are we talking here? Uh, I'm saying like Somalia, some countries that are pretty dictatorship. Somalia. Got it. Somalia. So all of a sudden, um, we win this grant. And so our company just gets $10 million. Yep. And it all of a sudden gets taken from us. From the dictator. From the dictator. Yeah. I would feel like the U.S., you know, we could like, hey, U.S. Uh, yeah, I'd be upset. But where's the real protection there, I guess, from from us, you know, as, as a We're citizens. Somali citizens. Somali. What if you don't have, what if you have U.S. citizens? Oh, so you pay you and I as Americans to go live in Somalia. We already do that for church missions. Yeah. And it actually works really well, right? We have church missions that are actually supported by Americans going overseas, creating missionaries, and doing a really great job overseas. That, that actually system works pretty well. What if me and you applied for a grant and said, hey, guys, I'm going to go create 800 farmers in Somalia over the next three years. I'm going to live there. I'm going to train. I'm going to get them certified. And I already have you know, set up a, a program with the dictator who's going to allocate 10,000 acres to my program. Right, that would be the my proposal, my business proposal. Mm-hmm. I get my ten million dollar grant. I go out there. I have to hand over two million right to the dictator because he's got to give me ten thousand acres. Great, he's now happy, hopefully for the sh- short run at yeah. least. But now I have eight million dollars to get these guys trained, certified, and cultivating real agriculture. And then I do that over and over again. But now at least I have a little. I'm an American, which I know has a little bit more power on the world stage. Right. Where that Somali, it's where it'd be a little bit bigger deal if uh, the Somali dictator mm-hmm. stole now, essentially from. Now, there. if I leave, though, unfortunately, my my guys that are certified, I don't know how powerful they could become. But I think you need to get that business machine running in some of these countries to spark to spark the innovation, to spark the uh, yeah. Use. Honestly, what I would like the the reason why I like that plan, I think we'd have to work through the logistics as far as you know how do we how do we prevent these dictators and these monarchs from. I think you need the business pressure. Preying on them. So I, I get that. Man. That's not bad, right? No, it, it's not. I'm, I'm just trying to... So I, I get it for farming. Mm-hmm. I get it. That makes sense. I think you need that as a baseline. Okay. Food. People are fed. They're not malnourished. Guess what you can spend more time on now? You know, business then. Other businesses. Tech. Because, well, innovation, manufacturing. Once, you know, let's, let's go yep. back to the hierarchy of needs. Once those are met. Yep. Then you can actually start worrying about, you know, and working towards niceties. Then. Energy production. I need to get agriculture hmm. going. Okay. I need to get energy going. Clean water too. Clean yeah. water. Yeah. yeah. Which there's a lot out. of, there's a lot of NGOs, which are non-government, non-government organizations. Yeah. There's a lot of NGOs that focus on clean water right now. And I think that might be similar to my plan is like an NGO. I don't know if it's the exact same. I think NGOs are like a nonprofit most of the time. I'm pretty sure NGOs are nonprofit. Yeah. Which I don't know. Don't if quote I mind, me on that. But I don't I'm pretty sure mind to be nonprofit. I want mine, you know, because profit normally brings in competition. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I need competition for my idea to work. Otherwise, you're going to have the same problem occur. Yeah, man. I, I, I like that. I think it's interesting to... Privatize. To privatize it. Um, so my idea was, I think, a little bit watered down. But what I was actually looking for is rather than just... Because in my head, and maybe maybe I read the wrong articles or maybe I misinterpreted... But in my head, it, it seems like there's not a lot of thought put behind, all right, Afghanistan gets $6 billion, Israel gets $3 billion, 
Um, Somalia gets 200 million. It, it, there's not a real rhyme to the reason. Yeah. So it's almost just like this blind giving. Yeah, I bet it's, so, I bet it's just the person that screams the loudest. Probably. Right, you know what I'm saying? So, so in my head, what I'm looking for is, is a little bit more simplified version, but it would almost take your idea because again, mine is, mine is probably a little bit more watered down, but essentially, um, let's, let's say, you know, the, the leader of Afghanistan or Israel or Somalia or whomever, if they say I'm, I'm our government, Hey, Hey Jared, um, I need $200 million. Okay. For what? Uh, for X, Y, Z. And then we would need to map out X, Y, and Z and say, Hey, what are the actual measurable impacts that you need X, Y, and Z for? And actually itemize that and then come up with some sort of goal. In that way, th- there's some sort of accountability. You want from, a, you want an ROI analysis? Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what you want. You want an ROI analysis? Hey, I'm going to give you 200 million. Now I know it's difficult to quantify some of these things. Yeah, happiness. But we have to figure out a way. Yeah. You know, and maybe maybe I'm living in a fantasy land there, but I I just can't this this untapped. I'm sorry, not to untapped. This continuing stream of of money that is just going out to these countries. You're making them more dependent. You're probably not helping them, honestly, in the long run. You're intending to. Yeah. It's just like our buddy example. Are we continually helping him if we just keep, you know, swipe a credit card every time he runs out of food? Ask Owen Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mean you Dupree. mean Dupree. Yeah, that's a good point. So that that's kind of my idea. As far as I need I need us to hold the the governments that we're handing these large sums of money to, I need, I need some sort of, what are you hoping, what are you intending to do with my money? And then at the end of the year, or let's say it's an 18 month project or two year, whatever it is at the end of the time, it's almost like a smart goal. Yeah. You know, I just, I just had kind of a little bit of a epiphany as you're kind of setting that up. And I don't know if this is where you're going, but I was thinking maybe instead of the 200 million, 10 million, the 15th of January. Now, Hey, by the way, by the 30th, if you are able to get that fifteen or that ten million dollars dispersed out to twenty communities, and show me a result of people actually saying that they got two hot meals that day. Oh, next month you're getting twenty. Bingo! No, no, no! You're getting ten. 10 oh, okay. So you're, you're going to continue. 10, 10, 10, oh, 10. so it's not just a, a cut check. Oh, okay. I think you're going to ramp them up to that. And then guess what? Just- as soon as you don't show me a result, boom, five or zero. Oh, that's interesting. So I like now, the, I like the evolution of that. Right? You just you you're saying, guess what? You're gonna get two hundred million, but I'm not gonna pay you two hundred million today because I know that there's gonna be some backdoor shit. Uh, the responsibilities less. You can make stuff up in a year. I'm gonna give you you know uh, two week sprints. Yeah, almost right. Yeah. Where every two weeks or every four weeks, my guys on the ground are gonna report back. And if you didn't actually deliver on what you said. Guess what? You're getting. A, you're not going to get a payment. Man, I actually really like that. That's kind. Of, that it was an evolution of yeah. what you were saying. Yeah. I think if you are going to continue the government faucet, that would be the way to do it. If you, if that's, if if we can't do a privatized manner like what I'm stating, yep. I, I still think that might be better. But, but as far as holes in that, I mean, I understand it will probably take a little bit more um, government intervention than I typically like. It sounds expensive. It, initially, yeah. But you know what also sounds expensive? Blindly cutting $50 billion checks every year. That we already know is expensive. Yeah. Huh. So we try to poke some holes in. I mean, yeah. So outside of the infrastructure that will need to be put in place from a, I mean, because what? There's 197 countries, 198 countries, something like that. I don't remember how many we do give foreign aid, but I feel like each country would almost, each country would almost need its own 
team, yeah. uh, internally U.S. team. So, I mean, it's it, it's not exactly going to be easy overnight, mm-hmm. but I feel like if we try to work towards that, I, I just need the accountability piece. For me to continue being on board with foreign aid, I need, I need it. Okay, I'm finishing my second beer. Let's give it a quick review, huh? <laughs> I want to hear it, Jared. What do you what do you think, man? It says properly chilled. It is properly chilled too. It's great. And it's California Central Coast 805. I'm sure most of our listeners have heard of this beer. It's actually a pretty popular beer, right? Yeah, it is. Um, what kind of beer is it? You know, this is kind of embarrassing because I don't know. I thought it was an APA, but it's not. It's an ale. That's probably why I actually I, like this beer. I thought it was an IPA. It's but, not. It's yeah, not. I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I love it. I, I've I've got good memories of this beer. Um, I'm honestly going to go pretty high. I'm probably going to go like four, six. I'm going to give it four. Yeah. It's actually a good beer. Yeah, I like it. I, I actually, I guess I always thought it was an, an IPA up until I started drinking it today and I knew it wasn't. Oh, is this your first time having 805? You know, I think I might have had it one other time. Yeah. But it might have been like eight beers in. Ah, so it just loses. Loses its ability to taste good or taste anything. Um, no, I actually like it. 4.0. So shout out to Firestone Walker. Where are they out of? California. Uh, yeah, but uh, Northern California, right? Peso Robles, California, which I don't know where that is. Paso, Peso. Yeah, Peso Robles. Yeah, shout out um, 805. Yeah, I, I think they're fantastic. I, I really enjoy them. Um, let's go back to this conversation. I have two other kind of elephants in the room let's, let's for this conversation to see what you get, what you think about it. So... When I originally kind of started researching this, I had a negative connotation to foreign aid. As did I. And I still kind of think that we're spending too much. I think $50 billion is way too much money, which we both kind of agreed. Once I saw that stat from uh, what we're doing to support our states. Yeah, exactly. So those are my two things. Um, I'm going to go with the other, the bigger elephant is for me. Did you read anything about China and their foreign aid? I did not. So this is where all of a sudden I kind of like put a red flag up. They plan, they, they plan on, I think they are planning on spending $1 trillion over like a three-year, five-year period oh, wow. of time. Like doubling our foreign aid, which is interesting. And their plan is specifically all infrastructure. So they're planning on building roads, waterways, and ports. And, oh, sorry not roads, train, uh, railway systems, all through Eastern Europe, all through the uh, like Arab Peninsula, okay. I think is the right, Middle East area, and then waterways to Africa and ports all through Africa, right? So they can go through to the South China Sea all the way to Africa. And they've already started this. They've actually been pretty successful so far in making a lot of this happen. It's not going as fast as they wanted, but they, they said a trillion dollars, we're going to do it in five years. We're going to have an infrastructure where we can move goods anywhere to these countries. 50 other countries. That's what's on the list. Huh. And I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, man, this is interesting. Now, here's the, here's the, the part where I'm like, red flag. Well, my red flag is your infrastructure. Was community college not... In that plan? <laughs> that uh, that's weird. interesting that you use just <laughs> modes of transportation for infrastructure, and I'm not getting that. Well, it depends yeah. on what country you're yeah. in, but yes. Uh, <laughs> I had to throw a dig in there. Yeah. So, infrastructure, if you would think, right? So, imagine, imagine China gives you uh, $10 million to Arizona to build a, uh, a freeway between here and, say, Flagstaff. Got it. Who owns that road? I would say China. 
Kind of. So you really can't do that because it's not on your land. It's not on China's land. So it's kind of a weird thing, right? So they paid for it. They're doing it in debt. Oh, interesting. So they're getting $1 trillion, but they're making the country go into debt for it. So these 50 countries... And so I guess the benefit to them, just maybe, I just want to make sure I'm yeah. interpreting this right. So let's say I'm one of those poor countries that needs a waterway or a railroad mm-hmm. system, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So as that's the incentive to me because now it's going to be easier for me to get goods. So therefore I'm incentivized to go into $10 million debt to China. Well, I'm going to give it to you at a good rate. Like, hey, you always wanted this railway system, right? Going from, you know, west to east. Well, as long as it connects to the same railroad system that I just, you know, negotiated with your country next door, which is heading to China. What's so interesting, though, is that takes, you almost have to lie. You're like, oh, yeah, I already negotiated with your person to your, oh, you're, to your you're, east. Oh, yeah, you're negotiating. Because if one country says, nah, I don't well, like it. go around them, maybe. I, but still. Yeah. Yeah. China kind of, they, they of course, have a, and this is why actually it's been taking a little longer, is because some of these countries, their dollars or their, their uh, currency. currency is not exactly very high valued. So they're waiting for it to go up and down. It's almost like we talked about that. Yes. But I would say this is a bit of an elephant in the room where I'm like, I once I read all about China's foreign aid, very different than how we do foreign aid. We're giving money away. There is no ROI debt. analysis. There's no debt or anything like that. We're kind of saying, hey, here's the money. Help your people out. China goes like this. Help me out. Here's the money. Here's what you need to do with it. By the way, you're going to hire my engineers. You're going to hire my companies because, of course, China, nothing's privatized. Right. You're going to hire my company to come in and build this freeway system. And then guess what? When you pay them, you're going to pay them with my money that you now owe me, the Chinese government. And so they're giving them this debt deal, which is very – I'm not saying I like it. It seems a little bit – militarized almost it seems like they're trying to militarize that entire area to make it easier for them to use it i don't know if there's a military gain there by any means it might be kind of out of this you know conspiracy theory Mm -hmm. there a little bit but it's very odd that they would go that route instead of how we've done it and i'm wondering um if we cut off that spigot is that putting us in a disadvantage long term because now they would succumb to the china pressure that much faster well you have debt now you have debt and who's your biggest debtor well, China, we they build all of our roads. You know, actually, it's funny that we're touching on the debt, and I did want to get to this. I, you know, in full transparency, I did not come across that in my research. This whole how China does theirs. Yeah, but you know what's really interesting to me is so we, we've said it. You know, it's no secret that we are trillions of dollars in debt, uh-huh. right? If I'm trillions of dollars in debt, let, let let's let's kind of break this down. Let's say I. You know, I Your make family. Yeah, I make a oh. hundred thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and I have two million dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you really think I should be just shucking out money blindly to all my buddies? I knock on your door, and I'm homeless. I'm like, hey, Jared, I need to buy a McDonald's sandwich. Here's are you two. Really, are you really in a position to give me that? That's why I really don't understand why we are thought of to be in this position. I understand we are a global superpower. Yeah. Right? But that's such an interesting concept to me how we don't really ever, we just have the debt and like, yeah, I guess it's there. You, you know, that that's weird to me how we are expected to continuously shell out $50 billion a year. Why not apply 25 of those billion, reduce our foreign aid and start trying to pay down our debt? 
Isn't that, isn't that kind of weird? If you put that in like terms, let's yeah, say, let's say, I know, terms. let's say you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. but yet you have, you know, like I said, $2 million in debt. Yeah. W- would it be fair for me? I, I only make, uh, you know, $50,000 a year. Hey, Cody, I, I really need this. I need 10 grand, man. And I is that, not, is that, is that reasonable? Yeah. It's an interesting request. And I know these countries probably aren't requesting it. They probably are begging for it at a certain point, but right. I don't think they're like, Oh, America give us, you know, extra money we just kind of say hey guys you need this because we have it now do we actually have it i think is the question yeah apparently we don't because we have to actually literally go into debt when we're getting it yep every single time we go give out foreign aid we have to go pretend or or what we need to do is apparently raise taxes that's the only way that's another hot topic item again trying to raise the corporate tax rate again any personal taxes, personal corporate, yeah. yeah but I, I just I've seen in the news yeah. as the last couple of weeks that raising the corporate tax rate. But, I, yeah. but but again, that's where it really frustrates me, and and I know our listeners are getting annoyed by this because I feel like I'm able to say this in every podcast. People don't realize foreign aid, um, food stamps, um, any sort of subsidy that we provide either internally or externally is coming from your pocket. Yeah, and that's your money. Well, well, no, they just print more money, Jared. Yeah, and then look at the value of the dollar. It oh, goes down then. Inflation? Is that what that is? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> like, that's just so It wild. comes from your pocket, whether you know it or not. Is yeah, that the weird e- either thing? the money in your pocket is going to become less yeah. powerful. Yep. Yeah, devalued. Less or powerful. give more of it to it in taxes. Exactly. Pick, pick your poison. Yes. Pick your poison. But again, I, I feel like I just keep beating this drum, but mm. people don't realize that foreign aid... Is coming from you. So it's weird trying to go a different route. They, they said, hey, you're going to owe us some money. Yeah. Because they didn't want to devalue their currency. You see exactly what they did there, right? When we do it, we devalue the U.S. dollar when we give away money, right? That's how we do it. We just print more money. We give them $50 billion a year. China's like, hey, right now we're trying to compete with the U.S. Last thing we want to do is devalue our currency even more. So what we're going to do is put these, com- you know, these countries in debt to us, which is actually good. It's good debt. Infrastructure is probably good debt. I would I, agree with that. It's probably a very good debt. Well, I mean, that's just a very China-like way to think. I mean, they don't think in the now. They think in the tomorrow. Hundred years. Hundred years. Yeah, uh, by yeah. metaphor. Yeah, tomorrow. I got what you're saying. Um, they, they are very good planners. Yeah. Savers? They're very patient. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yes, it's really interesting, are. just the difference in, in thought processes and culture. So that's my first okay. white elephant to the story. Yeah. The second one we brought up, but I don't think we've actually broken it down very well. States not receiving as much money as other countries. So hold on, hold on. Let's let's clarify. All the other countries combined. Some states receive less than some very right, specific but, countries. Right, but the stat that, yes. that you're referencing, yeah. I just I just don't want to make yeah. it seem, because uh, I know number four behind what it went, California, New York, U.S. foreign aid, and then mm-hmm. Texas, correct? Yeah. But let's just say a state like Mississippi, yep. who receives less than a billion dollars a year in federal funds. Yep. Realize that Afghanistan gets six times more than they do? Israel. Gets three times more? Yeah. Yep. Somalia, all these other countries, yeah. right? Let's just say they get close or more than, say, a state like Mississippi or Wisconsin, right? So is that fair to a, a U.S. state to receive less in federal funds to use towards infrastructure, towards poverty, kids' kids poverty, towards school food stamp system, programs, yeah. school systems, um, lots of health care, all these different systems, right? So I'm a U.S. state, and I'm like, hey, guys, I need a little more funds. We, we realize that our population is aging. Um, you know, we have a lot of, you know, our health situation here is not good. We yeah. want to get out. Senior living facilities. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. We, want, we need more funds. No, 
Sorry, Wisconsin. Sorry, Mississippi. We Af- got to send that money to Israel. Afghanistan, yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's a complete slap in the face. Isn't y- it? Y- you are caring more about your neighbor than you are yourself. And while that seems like so noble, it also seems kind of silly. I mean, why wouldn't you want to make us as strong as possible? Like, look, if we do have excess, I'm okay with, you know, figuring out a way to create some program. I think we kind of dissected this ideal program down as far as, you know, in in stages and, you know, measurable results. I'm okay with implementing something like that because I do feel like it is almost our duty to the world, I guess. But I'm not okay with neglecting your, it's almost like you would be neglecting your daughter Lillian mm-hmm. to go help, um, you know, our buddy, Barty's daughter Riley. Yeah. You know, is, does that make sense? So Lillian's going to do without, so therefore, you know, Riley can have more? Mm-hmm. Th- that doesn't really make sense, right? Yeah, but Jared, um, maybe that kid doesn't have a father. So shouldn't I spend my time instead there? So you're going to neglect your own, you're going to, you're going to neglect being an own father? That doesn't make sense. I agree. You know, so I'm just that, playing devil's advocate. I know, you, I know you were. Yeah, but but that's what a silly argument it is. It is. You you couldn't even say that without smiling, darn near. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's ridiculous for for an own state to even be in the realm of getting less than another country is beyond me in this foreign aid discussion. So it, let's let's kind of break down this other kind of component of it. Um, I I think I agree 100. percent I think a, a state if they ask for funds and they say no, sorry, we don't have those funds. The first spot they probably should pull from? Fortnite. Fortnite. 100%. They say, hey, get, sorry, you know what? Um, I guess the seniors in Wisconsin are going to receive the $32 million that are heading to the De- Republic of Congo. Yep. Sorry, but that's Wisconsin, which is our America, state. America, yes. Yes, those are U.S. citizens, not somebody else. Like, we would love to send that. That's excess. That's excess money. Mm-hmm. Now... We get back to my question of necessities versus niceties. I know, I know we we're going to hit this. Yeah. So, how many percent of your population is it one person, or is it one percent of yeah. the population? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna make me say a percentage, huh? No, no, no. no I'm just wondering because I think I think that after a certain amount, you cannot help even our own people. Like I, I think we and we talked about this in our homeless podcast. We did. Right after a certain point, you could give them a billion dollars, and they will literally burn it in their backyard. Mm-hmm. So there is actually a level of where you've helped our own nation so much that you—I'm sorry—this or that person's fighting to take that mask off on the airplane analogy. Yep. So, okay, I strapped it on your face. The oxygen is running. I held it on you. At Some a people point, are going to pull it off, and you pull it off. Okay, you're going to pull it off every single time. Well, now I'm going to devote myself to the Republic of the Congo or Israel or Afghanistan, and you're not going to get your $10 million for that mask. Do you agree there? What do you think there? Do you think, sorry, hey, even though you're an American citizen, can't help you. I I think I fall there. I actually do simply because, look, again, in this, you know, idealistic world, I would love it if everyone would, you know, do the right thing and accept the help when they needed it and actually get their better themselves better. But that's just not realistic, even yeah. a little bit. So therefore, I would almost define that as excess. Excess. Me too. Because it's like I've, I've tried to help you. You're just not helpable. Yes. There are just certain people you can lead them to water. You can damn near drown them, but they're still not going to drink. Mm-hmm. You know. So that I would actually classify as excess. And then again, I'm on board with handing that money out. Handing it out. But I also to that point. I want to start combining different points that we talked about here. Yeah. Do we truly have excess until we've tackled our, our debt? 
It's true. I, I mean, I wouldn't say so. I, I, I classify excess as all of my house's, you know, interests and debts and needs are being met. And once I'm zeroed out, once I'm a, a profitable country on the global scale, then I have excess. But right now, unless we are producing $20 trillion to get us out of debt, I don't think we are in a position, truthfully, mm. to hand out money. So you, right now, because we are almost $30 trillion in oh, debt. Oh, I thought it was 20. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I think we're like 28 or $27 trillion in debt. Um, you would say zero, four and eight? I can't go zero because I don't feel like it's advantageous for us. Um, and the reason why I say that is whenever we have like natural disasters strike to these countries that we almost need, um, whether it's for a um, just a show of good faith, a military presence, or maybe they have certain goods that we need from a trading standpoint. Yeah. So I'm not going to go all the way to zero, but I think it should be on an as needed basis for natural disasters and things of that such. So no faucet for like... No faucet. Or, okay. I, I think the faucet, until we have excess, mm. I don't think we're in a position to give. What about, what about the health stuff? So this is the one I guess is the number one uh, spender for what they call bilateral development. Yeah. Which I read Yeah, so about. it's bilateral versus multilateral, right? Those are the two. Yeah, so the bilateral development is essentially mo the biggest dollar amount in that grouping of money. Well, it's just one government giving it to another <laughs> government directly, correct? Yeah, exactly. So we give out direct money, and it's mostly spent on maternal and child health. Most of the stuff is like vaccines. Vaccines and obviously, um, you know, child mortality rate is what it... Help tries to helping during yeah exactly so what about that because i actually i feel like that is if you can curb that you're going to help another country a lot and they could actually probably help the world out on a global stage right so if you can help hey we're going to get rid of tuberculosis or malaria oh, yeah. and all those other you know hepatitis hiv B. aids they try to curb that hiv and aids that's a huge one, i think right? it's the second biggest one yeah if i remember right so i'm thinking i'm like man so I know you said let's go to zero other than, you know, natural disasters. Right. That's a pretty I, I kind of think that one matters because the last thing I want is like malaria be, malaria becoming like an American issue. Right? We have malaria here. A lot of people don't realize that. We have it here once in a while in the south because it comes up from South America and we kind of curb it pretty well. But I feel like if we don't Interesting. So it's like a global phenomenon. I'm I'm, I'm thinking through this and in a way Yes, I guess that is obviously technically a a foreign aid, but it's also protecting Domestic our interests. Aid, yeah, yes, and, and I'm okay with that. Um, the short answer, I'm okay with that because it is an, uh, it's putting our interests, our needs first in a way. No, we can it, look if it's a symbiotic relationship. If I can help you while I'm also helping myself, great. That's great from a from a country to country standpoint. Awesome. Yeah, but if it's just blind, like oh yeah, yeah here's here's sixty million dollars for for this. Mm -hmm. So unless I see a tie back to American benefit, I don't believe we have excess to give. It's like if your neighbor's house right here, right? We're standing here and you, we see your neighbor's house. Yep. If that house starts on fire, are you going to go over there and probably try to help them put it out? You're damn right. Because why? It's very close to my house. It could likely impact me. And it can never touch your house, but you at the end of the day are going to feel pretty good if you can help them put it out. Yeah. Because not only did you help him out. But it also makes sure that this house doesn't start, your next neighbor's doesn't start. You don't create a chain for the greater good almost chain of events that hurts everybody. Yeah. So I think the global health one's an interesting. It's kind of like a okay, we're good on that one as well. Like I get it, natural disasters, nobody can control that. We can help when we can, but also health stuff. It's just gonna be 
really difficult. So, you know, I, I feel like I'm a good person. So I want to say I have a big heart and, um, I want to be able to help everyone, but I feel like, excuse me. We only have so much capacity. I was just about to say, where do we draw the line? Yeah. Because you're going to look like an asshole wherever that line's drawn. If the line ever exists, which it has to from an investment standpoint. So you're going to look like an asshole. So is it just malaria and HIV and AIDS? Everything else is okay? Where That's where it's very difficult. Yeah. And that's why you almost have to make... I'm not trying to be clickbaity here yeah. and say like, oh yeah, screw everyone. But it's very difficult to draw that line because if you're going to draw it, you're going to be an asshole. And the weird thing is, I bet you they've drawn the line, and every single but once you draw a line, what happens? It well, exceptions moved. get made. Yeah, it gets moved. It gets moved. It gets moved. And that's why everybody probably listening is thinking, "Well, what about you know a country that's in civil war and and they're going through a genocide? Yeah, it's horrible. Do we send our military there? <sighs> Maybe, but what happened last time when we did Iraq and Afghanistan? Twenty years later, exactly. And then what happened the next day? Exactly. It's one of those things where like it's we can't almost, solve everybody's. Problems. Well, it's, it's very similar to. Um, you know, almost our, our conversations where we can't help everyone. No, it, it, we, yeah. There are certain people that do not want to be helped. There are certain yeah. regions for whatever reason, since the beginning of time, damn yes. near have been at war. Yeah. And we'll continue. It's just how it freaking is. So you're going to draw a line. You're going to be an asshole. You might as well take a hard stance then. And that way you at least make us stronger. I think the best way to help other people is to help yourself. Right. And then we are now in a point where we can take a step back and say, we are so satisfied or we, we have everything kind of met. We're, we're happy. Yep. We have our basic met me, uh, our needs met. We have everything else met. Hey guys, like you said, we have excess. How can we help? We have technical experience. We have experts. We have money. Infrastructure, yeah. We have infrastructure. We can send you engineers. What do you need? Let, let's go to needs based, not yeah. just an open faucet. Well, I, I'm sure we do do that right now. Like healthcare is an, a, a need at some point. Right. I, I guess more so what I was just saying is let's go from like a measure, a measurable need standpoint. Oh yeah. How do we measure it? We, we need to figure out a way. And, and I know it'll be a massive investment front, but I feel like the long-term success is not only going to make our money a little bit more efficient and a little leaner, hopefully in the long run, but also I feel like it's going to make the, the receiving country, the receiving organization, government, you're going to be like, wow, okay, all right, hey, it's, it's not just a free-for-all anymore. I can't, you know, tax, if you will, you know, this foreign aid before it ever touches the farmers or the yeah. um, the water supply, et cetera. It's one of those things where it makes all parties more accountable and it keeps honest people being honest. Okay. And then it kind of highlights the bad eggs that, okay, fine, you misused my funds. Well, joke's on you. I, yeah. I'm sorry for your people, but you're irresponsible. So maybe that can be a movement to actually either overthrow that person, overthrow the entire government and maybe introduce more democracy. I feel like there's just a lot more pros in, in this whole accountability system to where, you know, I, I think I like the way you evolved my idea from saying, Hey, let's from a quarterly basis, I'm going to, you know, give you a little drip of water instead of just the whole fire hose. I think that's what we should end with is, is okay. Now we know about a couple things, right? Unfortunately, some States get less money in federal dollars than other countries. Yep. That is, should shock most Americans. Uh, Absolutely. Shocking to me. Should be very shocking where there are states in America that receive less in federal funds than other countries around the world. That's crazy. China is helping us in this world, whether that's good or bad in foreign aid, they right now are amassing a huge amount of other countries debt for infrastructure and things like that. That's a big deal. Agreed. 
And right now we kind of have a, a, a fire hose mentality where we turn the fire hose on and we shoot it out to these countries with lots of money. As Jared has mentioned multiple times, the hose stays on. So what is it other ways to deal with it? I think we had two different ways. I said, hey, let's privatize some of this. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe get some companies out there in the actual boots on the ground and they need to compete for government grants. I like this model because it creates competition. Competition, of course, creates lower prices and also usually better results. Jared's idea, if we don't want to privatize it, which I think sometimes some people may think is crazy. Absolutely, they may think it's crazy. I'm for it. But I like Jared's idea where we now have a slow drip and that drip turns off really quick yep. if you want to mess up guess what that's not 10 million dollars and guess what that you have to change governments or whatever to get that drip started back up agreed there's gonna be a dramatic Some sort of penalty yeah because right now penalty. there's no there's no penalty for unmeasurable results i'll turn it on and off every week right as a as a dictator maybe and i don't care because 10 million dollars is still a lot of money for a dictator in a small country yeah, right but big penalty I like that as well. I don't know, know if you have any other closing remarks. No, man. No, I'm good. I, I like this one. Four yeah. and eight, dude. It's, it's, it's a bit more complicated than I think a lot of people think. Man, it, it is. Uh, I really enjoyed researching this one. I feel like I learned a lot, yeah. which, is, which is pretty cool. And hopefully we we're able to kind of highlight some points to where maybe it just, maybe it invokes some sort of different thoughts, some sort of different discussion that our listeners had, or, or maybe it invites them to uh, do their own research as well, which would be it. fun. Okay. Thanks, guys. Time, have man. a good rest of your day.